Well, good morning and happy Easter. Welcome to South Park's online church. My name is Lindsay Rich. I'm one of the pastors here at South Park, and it is so great to have you worshiping with us here on Easter Sunday. Um, this morning, I actually want to greet you with a very traditional Easter greeting, and this is going to require um, some participation, okay? This is a, a call and response kind of greeting. So I'm going to start, and I'm going to say, He is risen, and then I'm going to pause, and during that pause, right where you are, in your living room or in your kitchen or wherever, you are going to respond and say, He is risen indeed, and then I'm going to say, He is risen. And then you're going to say, again, he is risen indeed. So we're going to do this back and forth three times. And the idea is each time it gets a little bit louder every time you say it. Okay? Are you ready? Here we go. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. Well, hallelujah, Jesus is risen. And Easter Sunday is the day that we celebrate and remember the resurrected Lord who is alive. And really, actually, every Sunday we are celebrating and remembering that Jesus is alive. Here at South Park Church, we talk a lot about life to the full because we know that when Jesus came, what he came to do was to bring us life. And in John 10, he says, not only life, but life to the full. And so we talk a lot about what that means and what that looks like. What does it mean to have full life um, in the midst of celebration and joy and in the midst of sorrow and hard things as well? Um, so we are celebrating Jesus and the life that he brings. Um, if you want to learn more about our church community or the Jesus that we serve, we would love for you to check us out on our website online. Um, and we would love for you to sign up to get our emails. So getting our emails is really the best way to keep in touch with us, to find out about all of the stuff that's happening midweek. Um, even while we're not physically meeting together, we got lots of stuff going on. And also on our website, you're able to give. Um, you can make your financial gifts, your tithes, and your offerings um, right here on our website. Um, you also can find our mailing address there, and you can mail us physical checks that we will still be able to get. Um, if you have been around for any length of time at South Park, you know that it is the generosity of the people here um, that carries on the life and the ministry and the things that are happening all around here. So we would love for you um, to be a part of the ministry that we're doing through your financial gifts. Um, and now we are going to worship together this Easter Sunday. When we meet physically, we have two different kinds of services. We have a traditional service and a modern service. And right now we are blending both of them. So we have our worship leaders from both of those services. We are going to start off our time of worship this morning with Cole Bryant. He is our modern worship leader. Um, and then after Pastor Kyle's message this morning, um, Dr. Katie Ann McCarty and the choir are going to lead us in some traditional music. Um, so I invite you to join with me now as we worship and sing together. Happy Easter, South Park Church. Come on, let's celebrate this together that our God has overcome. Here we go. Now the darkness fades in new beginnings. We lift our eyes to hope beyond, yes. Creation waits with an expectation to declare the reign of the Lord our God, yeah. We will not be moved when the earth gives way, for the reason one is overcome. Forever 
there's an empty grave For the reason why it is overcome Now the silence breaks In the name of Jesus As the heavens cry that the earth respond Yes Creation shouts With the voice of triumph Declare the reign of the Lord our God We will not be moved When the earth gives way For the reason why it is overcome For every fear There's an empty grave For the reason why it is overcome Shall reign forever Strongholds now Surrender for the Lord Our God has overcome Who can be against us? Jesus our defender He is Lord And He has overcome He shall reign forever Strongholds now Surrender for the Lord Our God has overcome Who can be against us? Jesus, our defender He is Lord And He has overcome We will not be moved When the earth gives way For the reason why it's overcome For every fear There's an empty grave For the reason why it's overcome We will not be moved When the earth gives way For the reason why it's overcome An empty grave for the reason why it is overcome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Cole, for leading us in that time of worship. You know, today, Easter Sunday, um, more than a hundred countries around the world have either full or partial lockdowns in place because of this pandemic. And, um, the latest statistics that I was looking up said there's, there's more than 2 billion Christians in the world who will be celebrating Easter today. And most of us are not going to go to cathedrals and to chapels or schoolrooms or movie theaters uh, where we are accustomed to worshiping. But we are going to be worshiping from our living rooms and our kitchens and on our devices and our TV screens. So we are united with believers around the world in Nigeria, in India, in France, in Zimbabwe, in Singapore, in Peru, in Hungary, just everywhere, all around the world. Christians who are going to be sitting on their couches, raising their voices together, singing songs, praying prayers, praising God, and worshiping Him, um, who is our risen Lord. Um, so this morning, we are united not only with Christians um, around the world, but our church, South Park Church, has partnered together um, with churches across the city to be praying for Charlotte specifically. So there's an organization called For Charlotte that's right here in town that's working to bring churches together um, to unite us in prayer. And so we are going to be praying with them this morning during our church service. And they also have an opportunity um, for individuals or groups to sign up for time slots um, to pray. So if that's something that you're interested in doing, you can go to our events uh, page on our website, or if you're joining us live um, in the comments, there's going to be a link that you could click on that as well um, to sign up to pray. Um, but we are going to join together right now and pray um, for our city and for the world. And um, at the end of my prayer, I am going to end with the Lord's Prayer. And I just want to invite you, wherever you are, to join with me in praying that all together. Um, and we will join with believers around the world who will all be praying this very same prayer out loud 
all together today on Easter Sunday. So will you join me um, in prayer this morning? Jesus, we come to you this morning and um, we celebrate that you are alive. Lord, we thank you so much for coming to earth to die for us. Lord, we thank you that you came um, because of your overwhelming love for us. But God, we thank you that you came not only in love, but you came in power and that death could not hold you. And so we come to you praying to you, our powerful risen Lord. And it is because you are a powerful God who loves us that we know that we can come to you and we can bring our requests to you. And so, God, we do come to you this morning. And, Lord, we come um, knowing that our world is hurting. And there are people around the world um, who are in physical pain. There are people who are grieving and who are nervous and scared. There are economies um, that are unsteady. And so, God, we come to you and we cry out for mercy. Lord, we ask that you would heal physical bodies. We ask that you would come and bring peace and comfort to those who are hurting. And Lord, we pray for our city. We pray for Charlotte. Lord, we pray especially for the people who are on the front lines, um, people who are engaged with um, sick people every day, caring for them. Lord, we ask that you would protect them physically. We ask that you would give them strength and endurance. Lord, we pray for people who are working in essential businesses. Lord, we pray for people who are out and about caring for vulnerable people every day. And Lord, we ask that you would strengthen and encourage them. Lord, we pray too for people um, who, whose lives and livelihoods um, are in the balance right now. And God, we ask that you would raise us up as individuals and as a church community. We pray that South Park Church would be a beacon of hope in Charlotte. Lord, we pray that we would be a place where people can come and, and find physical help, um, but also where they would come and find hope and the gospel of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would raise us up as proclaimers of your goodness and of your love and of your forgiveness. Um, Lord, we thank you for the ways that you are at work in this community. Lord, we pray too for people in our community um, who are struggling with things even unrelated to COVID. Lord, we pray for people who are struggling in their jobs or in their marriages. Lord, we pray for people who are um, battling with physical illness or diseases. Lord, we pray for those among us who are grieving the loss of ones that we have loved recently. God, we ask that you would help us to encourage each other and to build each other up. Um, Lord, that we would not um, walk through these things alone, but that we would point each other to you, that we would encourage each other, that we would bear one another up. And Lord, we thank you that you are a God who is alive, that you came in love, and that you are powerful and strong and good and loving and kind. And so, Lord, we pray that we would remember those things um, no matter what we're facing. And now together we pray the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to invite you now um, to listen as uh, Pastor Kyle, who is our lead pastor, um, teaches us about Jesus, who is alive.
Easter. I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson from South Park Church. Thank you so much for worshiping with us on this high Sunday in the Christian year. I love that video and how at the end Jesus came back to life after facing all of the dark things that he had to go through. And I don't know about you, but I feel some of that darkness in all of this COVID-19 that has just saturated our world with this international pandemic. And to have the good news of Jesus today to lift our spirits is absolutely amazing. I've been thinking back to when I first heard about COVID-19 last year, just known as the coronavirus. And when I first heard it mentioned from my parents, actually, I kind of took it with a grain of salt. Ah, it's some new bug or virus. They'll figure it out. It's not really going to be a big deal. I don't have to worry about that. Then, of course, it spread here to America, and many people started to get sick. And again, I guess my mind goes into denial. I thought, well, you know, I am concerned for my wife. She has rheumatoid arthritis, and that weakens her immune system, and she's going to be an at-risk person we really have to take care of. But if I get the coronavirus or my boys get the coronavirus, we're, we're strong, we're healthy, we'll just get through it, we'll quarantine away from Laura, and we're going to be okay. And of course now, we're seeing people all over the world who are my age or the age of my children and healthy, strong people who have died from the coronavirus. And it all of a sudden has become extremely real. And we look around the world and we see that this is, uh, in America actually right now, we're in the middle of this two-week period that's supposed to be the peak for, for deaths so far in our nation. The Surgeon General even said that it would be equivalent to Pearl Harbor or to September 11th. And that's staggering. Those numbers are staggering. They're frightening. And again, it brings it home that this virus doesn't discriminate, that it has killed young and old. It has killed white and black, male and female, rich and poor. Leaders of entire nations have uh, had COVID-19 and are struggling with that. And so I think for the first time in a long time, for many of us, uh, death is something that we can't just pretend doesn't exist. I think some of my initial reaction to COVID-19 that I just shared with you was denial, Maybe it was positive thinking that if you know, I think well enough that I'm going to stay well. I think maybe it was a little bit of arrogance. Maybe it was wishful thinking. Maybe it was hope that the, the virus won't come to me. But now it's a very real threat to all of us, and we're under this black cloud of death, and there's nowhere really for us to run. We have to face the fact that any one of us could be stricken by this coronavirus and die. And so how are we supposed to deal with that? Like in our in our own household here, it's weird how we're trying to keep life quote unquote as normal as we can to keep it upbeat. And yet still the 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 scent of death is around us. We my family, we've gotten into this habit of every day taking the 10 second challenge where you hold your breath for 10 seconds and if you're not able if you're able to do that without coughing that's a good sign that you likely are not suffering from the coronavirus at least not yet and so we do that and we've made a fun game out of that but it's serious stuff when you stop and think about what we're what we're trying to do i know that whenever one of us coughs or something just this fear goes through me like oh my goodness is this a symptom of of the coronavirus and we've also had to deal with end of life issues where I sat down with my parents uh, right before this really got serious and the social distancing was forced and went through end-of-life kind of stuff, both for, for them, for me, and for me to them. And I've sat down with Laura, and we've gone through all that sort of stuff. Here's where our policies are. This is the bank accounts, all that kind of stuff that just makes sure we're both on the same page. And we even had to bring in our sixth grader and our second grader say, if mommy and daddy both get sick, this is where you need to take your grandparents to show them these things. That's not fun. That's, that's frightening. It, it's, it's a reality that maybe now more than ever, for, for most all of us, we can't deny the power of death and that death is real. And so how do we cope with that? How do we deal with that? How do we have hope? And how do we live our lives in such a way that we're not going to let it stop us or paralyze us? And so today we have much good news to celebrate because it is Easter Sunday, and we talk about the story of Jesus overcoming death. And this message couldn't be any more timely. 
And so I'm glad you're here because we're going to dive into the scriptures today to see just exactly what the Bible teaches us about Jesus's resurrection power and how that can help you and how it can help me and our family, uh, our families and the people that we love. And so today we're going to go to the Gospel of Luke. Uh, the Gospel is the good news of Jesus. Luke is uh, a first century Christian who followed Jesus and he wrote down the story of Jesus and he's sharing it with us. And Jesus has, has been killed. He's been betrayed. He's been abandoned. He's been in the tomb since Good Friday. And so Saturday has passed and now it's Sunday. And some of his uh, female disciples are coming to anoint his body as was the custom at that time. And so we pick up the story. So I invite you uh, to look on the screen if you want to look on your Bibles or on your Bible apps on your phones. Uh, we're going to be in Luke chapter 24 verses 1 through 9. So let's read the good news together. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them, most likely angels. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? I love that. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven disciples and to all the others. So the good news from the gospel of Jesus is that death does not have the last word, that Jesus is among the living, not among the dead, that he has defeated death and he's come back to life and he gives us the opportunity to encounter that eternal life ourselves. That when we have a loving personal relationship with Jesus, when we have confessed him as our Lord and Savior and invited him into our lives to forgive us and and to come live inside of us, that even though we will die a physical death, it will not be the end. We will live with God in all of eternity, and we'll have resurrected bodies ourselves. And it's just this amazing good news today in the midst of all the death that surrounds us in the world and, and in our own lives, that, that the good news of Jesus is that the resurrection power is real, and it's something that we can all tap into. I know that, God forbid, if, if I died today, I believe in my heart that I would go and be with Jesus in all of eternity. And that would be an amazing thing. It would be awesome. It would be incredible to, to see Jesus face to face in all of his full glory and, and to get a chance to spend time with my family, those members that have gone to be with God, some of my friends who have passed away church family and friends who've gone to be with God. And, and I think about uh, one of my friends from high school who was 16, died in a car wreck. You know, just having a chance to have this reunion in eternity with them would be a dream come true. And I think it's something that, that anchors me, certainly in my hope as a pastor, as a follower of Jesus. And I hope that, that it anchors you as well. And I hope that you could also say that if, if your time came suddenly, that you would be ready to meet Jesus and to spend time in eternity. And if you're not yet there, then I would say that today is the best day to consider giving your life to God. And we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. And maybe for now, just to, to wrestle with that question. If I were to die today, would I be ready to meet God and spend eternity with God forever? Because that is the promise. That is the hope. That is what Jesus has done for us in his death on the cross and coming back to life. He gives us this chance to live forever in eternity in the perfect presence of God. And that is a great gift that I hope, I pray that you will choose to receive into your life, this eternal gift of Jesus. Now, I would certainly be ready to go spend time with Jesus in eternity. But at the same time, I still think God has stuff for me to do in this life. I, I want to do other things in this life. I'm not ready to let go of this life yet if God will allow me. I want to see my boys grow up. I want to see who they get married to. I want to see what they do with their lives. I want to grow old with, with my wife. I, I want to help reach as many people as possible with our church and our congregation and just 
I think there's so much life ahead that I think that the life on this earth is still good to live. I think that it's a gift for us to have life here on the earth as well. And I think that sometimes as followers of Jesus, we can look so forward to spending time with God in eternity that sometimes we might discount this life. I've heard people say, yeah, I know there's, there's problems in the world. There's starving children. There's human trafficking. There's uh, a lot of in, inequality in, in the world. And that's terrible. But, but we have heaven to look forward to. And it's all going to be made right in heaven. And, th- and that's true. But not at the expense of this world. This world matters. God created us and gave us life here and now for a purpose. And God has plans for us. And, and this time is important. This, this is not just a dress rehearsal. This is not just a run-through, right? This life matters. God gave us life now on the earth so that we can help others encounter God. This life is important. And so I think that in my own life, if, if again, if I were to die today, that I would be able to honestly look back and say, you know what? I've had a great life and I'm grateful to God. And, and, and this is why. I want to jump back into Scripture today. We're going to be in John's Gospel, another story of Jesus, the good news of Jesus in the New Testament, written by one of his 12 disciples, John. And he records some of the words that Jesus says to us directly. And this is what Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the the end of that verse. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I have come that humanity may have life and, and have it to the full. And so Jesus came to give us eternal life. Absolutely. Jesus also came to give us life to the full now while we live and breathe on planet Earth. And so Jesus' desire for us is to have life to the full. And, and I could say, again, if, if God called me to, to eternity today, that, that I could look back in my life and give thanks to God that I have lived life to the full. And when I say that, I probably mean something different than, than what the world would say that life to the full looks like. I think there's things that the world considers life to the full that, that can be good things, but that it's not exactly what Jesus is talking about. So what, what's Jesus talking about? So again, in my own life, I've had an exciting life. I've, I've ridden motorcycles. I've skydived, jumped out of planes. I've traveled to different places in the world. And, and that's all been fun. It's been exciting, and it, it's, it's enhanced my life, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. But I don't think that's what Jesus means by life to the full. I think that for me personally, that, that my interpretation of Scripture and how I've tried to live my life to the full in Christ, it, it looks like this. I think the first thing is that my life is full because I have so many incredible relationships with people and with God that I am rich in relationships. And by that, I mean people love me for who I am. And I have friends, I have family, I have church family, people who care about me, truly care about me, and they want to see the best things happen to me in my life, that I could call them any time of the day if I was in need or just needed anything at all, and they would be there for me. And I just feel incredibly blessed that so many people would truly love me for who I am and would be there for me. And I, hopefully, have reflected that back to them. In fact, what I think makes our relationship special is that we have tried to love each other as God loved us in Jesus. And and so the relationship isn't just that I have family, that I have friends, that, that I have relationships, but that we love each other like Jesus loves us that we are self-giving to one another, that we are forgiving with each other, we're understanding with each other, we want the best for each other. And so my life has been a full life because I am blessed with rich relationships. I am rich in real relationships. I think another thing that's made my life rich is that God has transformed me in my life. God has met me where I am, right? God meets us where we are, and then he helps us become something more. He helps us become something better. Right? We're all created in God's image, which means that there's goodness inside of us, but we also have the freedom to choose. And sometimes we make bad choices and, and we hurt each other and we hurt God. And so God comes into our lives and he helps to transform us when we surrender ourselves to Christ, when we surrender ourselves to Jesus. God meets us where we are and he helps us become something more. He's helped me become a better father, a better husband, a better son, a better brother, a better friend, a better pastor, 
Jesus helps me become better. And he, he has plan for me. He has goals. And he, he's placed me here to make the world a better place. And so every day that I walk with God, I grow closer to God. I grow more like God. Now, I, I have my steps backward. Obviously, I still make mistakes. But God has given me power over sin, over wrongdoing. Right? I have the power to do right things because Jesus lives in me. I am not dominated by wrong or evil or guilt or shame. I've got God. I, I've got Jesus. I've got the Holy Spirit. And so within me is so much goodness that I can tap into, and God continues to transform me each and every day. And then I'd say my life has been a full life because I've been able to be a part of something bigger than myself, to be a part of the church. And that it's not just that Jesus wants me to live life to the full. He wants everybody to live life to the full. And so since I've kind of tapped into that, now it's, it's my goal to go out and share that with as many people as possible and to be generous with my time and my resources so that as many people as possible can come to know a loving personal relationship with Jesus and that they can encounter life to the full as well. So in my life, those are the ways that I believe through Jesus, I've been able to live a full life. And so I hope that that's something that you would be able to say right here and right now. That looking back in your life, that yes, thank you, God. I, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. But that I am living life to the full. And I can look back and just rejoice that if it's my time to go to be with God in eternity, that I have lived a full life. I've left it all on the mat, on the table, on the field, I've given myself for God, and I have lived life to the full. Now, here's the thing. I think that life to the full and life eternal are really sort of the same thing. And that our life to the full, our life eternal, it, it all happens. It, it all begins. We, we, we tap into that when we first receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That when we invite Jesus in as our Lord and Savior, when we turn away from our life without Him and ask for forgiveness and ask God to come and be our Lord and Savior and live in us, right? We, we start a new life. We are born again. We, at that moment, when we surrender to Jesus, we start living eternal life here on this earth, which is it's amazing, right? And so eternal life and life to the full are really the same thing. And it starts when we surrender ourselves to Jesus. And so here's one way that, that I kind of think about it. Life to the full begins and ends with Jesus. Life to the full begins and ends with Jesus. When we live our life without Jesus, right, we can have adventures, we can have fun, we can be successful and do amazing things, but our lives will not be full. We will be missing something. There will be something inside of us that's empty. There's going to be an emptiness inside of us until we receive Jesus into our lives because that's the only way we can truly encounter a full life. Now, we can still have good things happen to us in our life before we surrender to Jesus, but the reality is those good things in our life are really Jesus working in our life before we know that, that God is there. Right? And so Jesus is behind the scenes. The Holy Spirit's behind the scenes. God the Father is behind the scenes working in our lives. So right, life to the full begins and ends with Jesus. Life to the full, life eternal, uh, it's a powerful thing. And so I would hope that that sounds like something that you would want to explore, that you would want for your own life. Life to the full, life eternal, and we can tap into it right here and right now, and we can carry that through the rest of our lives, and it can move us forward into eternity with God. Right? Life to the full begins and ends with Jesus. And it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite Christian songs. Uh, it's a song that we sing at Easter. It, it's, it's entitled, Because He Lives. And some of the lyrics are, are powerful. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Right? Whether there are good things tomorrow, whether the coronavirus infests itself in us tomorrow, I can live. Right? Because Jesus lives, I can face tomorrow. Because Jesus lives... My fear is gone. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't feel afraid or feel scared sometimes, but fear doesn't dominate my life. We're going to talk about this in our next series that we begin next Sunday, so I hope you'll come back and be a part of that. Because Jesus lives, my fear is gone. And because Jesus lives, I know he holds the future. And the future is going to have good, it's going to have bad, but ultimately Jesus wins out. And goodness is a part of our lives, right? Jesus has that future in his hands 
and we can trust the future because Jesus is there for us now and forever into eternity. And then probably my, my, my favorite lyric in this hymn is, life is worth the living because Jesus lives. My life, your life, is worth the living because Jesus lives. Because Jesus lives, our lives are worth living. We live life to the full. We live forever in eternity because Jesus lives. Some of the darkest times in my own faith journey have been when I have doubted the resurrection, where I've just kind of sat back and said, you know, I'd love for that to be true. I just don't know how we can be resurrected from the dead. You know, how, how can that be true? In those moments of doubt, which are okay, by the way, it's okay to struggle with things. It's okay to doubt things. But, but those have been like the darkest moments in my life, in, in my faith life especially, because without the hope of the resurrection, right, that, that just cancels out life to the full. Now it cancels out life to the full forever into eternity, and that's a dark place. And I'm glad that I've moved through that doubt to believe in Jesus. In fact, the Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, he started many churches in the first century. Then he would write letters to those churches, and, and most of those letters have, have become most of the New Testament. He wrote to the church in Corinth, his first letter, and he talked about the resurrection. And he said very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that if the resurrection is not true, then, then what we do in the name of Jesus is in vain. Because it's the linchpin. It's what holds all of our faith together. When we help people, when we feed the hungry people, when, when we are there when someone dies, when we are there when someone's sick or, or just needs a friend, everything that we do in the name of Jesus ultimately is in vain if the resurrection is not true. Because that's what everything in our faith hangs on, is, is the resurrection. Now, of course, it's good that we feed hungry people and we fight to get people out of human trafficking and and that is awesome, and that, that goodness will, will bless lots of people. But in the context of life to the full and life ever everlasting, without the resurrection, it all falls apart. It all falls apart. And so maybe the question is, so what's the point today? We've talked a lot about life and death. What's the big takeaway? What, what's going on at Easter? And I think it comes back to, to that hymn, Because He Lives. Life is worth living because Jesus lives. Life is worth living because Jesus lives. Because Jesus lives, we can have life to the full. Because Jesus lives, we can have life eternal. Because Jesus lives, we can have relationships that matter. Because Jesus lives, we can give back and be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Because Jesus lives, we can be transformed into the, the person, the people that God calls us to be. Life is only worth living because Jesus lives. So what I would invite you to do this week in response to this good news is consider doing two things. The first is to simply sit down, either yourself or with a good friend or someone in your family, and maybe just God directly, and ask the question, how am I living life to the full? How am I living life to the full? Am I doing that in a godly way? And if I'm not, what is holding me back? So spend some time in thought and reflection and prayer. How am I living life to the full? Because that's why Jesus came. That's why he came back from the grave. To do away with our guilt and our sin and our physical death and our hell, which means separation from God. How am I living life to the full? And then the second thing would be, is if you haven't yet done that, surrender to Jesus. Surrender to Jesus right now. Invite Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And if you have done that, then right now to recommit yourself to Christ, right? This is the moment. Right? We want to tap into life to the full. We want to tap into the resurrection power of Jesus. Don't wait to do that. So what I'd like to invite you to do is, is pray with me right now as we consider what it means to invite Jesus into our lives. Let's pray about that together. Gracious and ever-loving God, we thank you that you came to give us life to the full and life eternal. And so God... For those of us who are out here in the internet world praying right now, if we don't know you, Lord, just, just may we pray this together. God, I'm sorry for living my life without you. I realize now that I can't do it anymore. I, I need you in my life. Lord, please forgive me of the wrong things that I've done. 
Lord, I, I turn away from that life and I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for you to come and live inside of me. Help me to be born again into you, Lord, to start a new life, that I can receive life to the full, Lord, that you will take my guilt away and my shame away and give me joy and give me peace even in the midst of, of challenges in the world, that you will give me the promise of eternity forever with you, Lord, that I want to receive this gift that you made possible through your son, Jesus, Lord. I surrender to you right now. Come and be my Lord and Savior, Lord. Let me receive your resurrection power, your life to the full beginning right here and right now. Thank you, God, for this good news on Easter Sunday. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, we're not done yet, brothers and sisters. We have the choir ready to lead us in singing this same song that I've talked about, Because He Lives. So what I'd like to invite you to do is get comfortable where you are in your house. If you want to stand up or sit down or whatever, let's close out this worship service on a high by just pouring out our hearts and our song to God as we remember Jesus lives. And because He lives, right, we can face tomorrow. Our fear is gone. He holds the future. Life is worth the living because Jesus lives. Let's sing that together right now.
Hey, well, thanks so much to Katie Ann and the choir for leading us um, in that hymn of worship. Um, and thank you for joining us this Easter Sunday morning. It has been wonderful to worship together um, right here online. So um, before we go, I just want to draw your attention to one thing that we are doing that is really cool that is called the Barnabas Team. You know, um, the really cool thing about Jesus is that he loves us extravagantly. And the one thing that he asked us to do was to love other people the way that he loves us. And the way that we do that is by standing together, right? And so sometimes we find ourselves in need of help and sometimes we find ourselves in a position to help. And in whatever position you find yourself today, we just want to stand all together and act like the kingdom of God that Jesus came to bring and welcome us into. So if you find yourself needing a little bit of help right now, we want to help you. Um, we want you to, to go right to our website, right on the front page. You can click a button and request help. And so, um, yeah, whatever that might look like for you, whether that's help getting supplies or you need a meal or something, uh, please let us know how we can stand with you. Um, and if you find yourself in a position where you say, you know, I actually don't need anything right now, um, I want to encourage you to check on your neighbors. Right? If you were part of our church um, this past fall, we did a sermon series called The Art of Neighboring. And what we were talking about was what it looks like to be a good neighbor. And you know, right now, during COVID-19, when things are crazy, we want to be good neighbors. And so I want you to check on the people who live in your neighborhood. I want you to check on the people who you work with and the people that you know, and to see, are there people who need help? And if so, um, we want to be able to help them. Um, so yeah, please check on your people, go to our website, request help. Um, because we want to be the community that Jesus created us to be, to love and to serve each other in his name, um, and to spread around the love that he came to bring us. Okay, so happy Easter, guys. As we wrap this up, I want to pray this prayer of benediction over you. So, may the God of hope, who raised Jesus from the dead, may he bless you and sustain you and encourage you this Easter and every day hereafter. Amen. All right, well, go in peace, you guys. Happy Easter. Um, I hope to see you tomorrow at 109. We have fireside chats every um, weekday afternoon where we're gathering together on our website um, just for a few moments of encouragement and chatting and banter together virtually. So I uh, hope to see you tomorrow at 109. Happy Easter. Thank you.